So we are carrying on our, our Love Revolution series. If it's the first time you've joined us for this, you can go back and look on the other messages. But this week we are specifically looking at loving one another as believers. And that's not always easy, is it, when we have different tastes and styles and opinions and backgrounds. Uh, maybe some of us support Nottingham Forest uh, or others, Derby County. Don't get into beef about that in the comments feed. <laughs> maybe uh, some of us prefer old hymns rather than new songs or you rate Apple more than Android. Perhaps we hold different opinions on politics, uh, but, but I love that we're, as a church, we're a diverse church, that we are different. And, and being different in many things doesn't mean that we can't be distinguished by the main thing. And um, moving forward as a church, uh, no doubt we'll have a difference of opinion on uh, how things could be done or how things should be done. Um, but let's be reminded this morning that we're a community, a community of believers. We're a, we're a family who are called to love one another and be united in our love for Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know if you've ever thought you've recognised someone and it's not been the person uh, that you thought it was. Maybe you've been in that situation, I have. Um, but in years gone by, I've, I've been um, mistaken for a number of people. Uh, one of them, Matthew Pinson, the Olympic rower, um, even Jamie Oliver, um, I've been mistaken for, and, and even Alan Shearer. In fact, I remember it was around the time of the 1996 Euros at a Christian camp called Freysthorpe when a young lad um, kicked a ball towards me, uh, a more athletic version of me, I have to say, and said, are you Alan Shearer? And uh, I just gave a raised smile and I went to kick the ball back to him. And in fact, what I did, I'm rubbish at football, I stood on the ball, fell backwards. And as I sat up to look at this lad, he just shook his head and he said, you're not, are you? And, and walked, walked off. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been mistaken and recognised for other people. Maybe you have. But the, an important question for us to consider this morning is who do others recognise us for? I asked that question because Jesus said, speaking of his followers, uh, that it's by fruit that we'll recognise true believers. It's by fruit that we'll recognise true believers or followers. What, what we display in our lives will be the fruit test of living as his followers to others. And love will be a fruit that will be on display. And in fact, as Jesus sat with his disciples at the Last Supper, he said to them in, in John chapter 14, verses 34 to 35, he said this, So now I am giving you a new commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Three times in that one sentence, uh, he said to love one another. And that's in the context of Jesus stooping down uh, and kneeling down of serving and washing the feet of his disciples and saying, your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. He set a tone, he set a standard for love. Uh, their love for one another, as it is ours too, would not just be a recognisable fruit, but also proof to the world of their and ours trust and faith in Jesus Christ. It's, it's not our sermons, 
It's not our attendance to church. It's not how great our meetings are that will prove to the world that we follow Jesus. It's not how well we sing our songs. It's not even how good our coffee is. It's how we love each other that proves that we're his disciples. So here's a question for us to consider this morning. Do we love one another in a way that proves we're disciples? That's a, that's a big question. It's a massive question because it, it, it challenges me. And it challenges me because I know that I don't always get it right. It's, it's a big question because if our love says something to the world, the opposite could be said too, that if we don't love each other, it will also say something to the world. As we continue this morning, let's think about Jesus' standard for love. It it wasn't just love as little as you can get away with or love a little bit, but love just as I have loved you. And as we look at the life of Jesus, we know that that's sacrificially, that's compassionately, that's humbly, that's being willing to lay our lives down. That's how we need to love one another. And that's really, really powerful. And, uh, as, and we can love like that because Jesus first loved us. He, he, he gave us that example. He gave us the Holy Spirit to fill us and transform us and lead us in the way of love. So this morning as we consider this, let's be challenged that as, as believers, our love for one another it should be a distinguishing, recognisable feature uh, that that will and should be evidence of our faith in Jesus Christ. And I want to unpack three areas of our lives that will be affected if we genuinely love one another. Three areas of our life that be transformed and three questions alongside each of those that we can consider uh, for the days ahead. So um, three areas. I'm going to share the first one. And the first one is this, our attitudes. And the question alongside that is this, do I need an attitude adjustment? Maybe some of you are saying, yes, Andrew, you do need an attitude adjustment. It's a question for us all this morning. Do we need an attitude adjustment? Oh, come on, let's be honest. I, I'm not, I'm me owning this surely, that sometimes we do need an attitude adjustment when, you know, someone cuts you up in the car and uh, or uh, others aren't keeping their social distance in the supermarket maybe it's something else that ruffles our feathers it could be a look it could be a word or an offense uh, and and we're off you know we all have attitudes we all have attitudes it's just whether they're aligned to god's heart and there's plenty of scriptures to remind us of what a loving attitude is and as mike read earlier from 1 john chapter 4 verse 20 says there if someone says i love god but hates a fellow believer that person is a liar for if we don't love people we can see how can we love God whom we cannot see and John was really just echoing Jesus heart that having a loving attitude towards one another will will it will build each other up it will encourage others it, it won't tear down it won't pull, pull each other down and that if we love God we can't just go around having a bad attitude to to others and in fact, Paul wrote a whole passage to the church on having an attitude adjustment. And I'm sure it's a familiar passage to many of us from Philippians 2. And uh, he says this, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. 
Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. As we love one another, let's have an attitude that Jesus gave us an example in, an attitude of compassion and kindness and humility and patience and forgiveness and encouragement. And they're not just things that we do, but they're attitudes that we have. And I know that I need to work on some of those attitudes to be compassionate, to be kind, to be humble, to be patient, to be understanding. Occasionally I pick up my dad's old preaching Bible uh, as I did last week and I found the scripture that Mike read to us this morning. It was highlighted in, in yellow ink and it was underlined every time it said love one another. Uh, but I also found this poem stuck in the cover of my dad's old preaching Bible and it says this, love is silent when your words would hurt, patient when your loved ones curt, defence when a scandal flows, thoughtfulness for another's woes, promptness when stern duty calls, courage when misfortune falls. Kind of a great reminder of having a good godly attitude and maybe we need to work on our patience a bit more, maybe to be more thoughtful, maybe to be silent when we could say hurtful words. Loving one another will mean all of those things and, and more. So my question is for us all this morning, do I need an attitude adjustment? And we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us in this, to have a Christ-like attitude. Second thing I wanna share is actions. To love one another, it means looking at our attitudes, but also our actions. And the question alongside that is, what can I do to share love with others this week? What can I do to share love with others this week? If you've been around long enough, you might have heard of a band called DC Talk. I know for a fact that Michael Swinburne has. Uh, people love their Jesus Freak album. My personal favourite of theirs was, back in the 90s was Free At Last, the album Free At Last. And my favourite track of that album was uh, called Love Is A Verb. That was love spelled L-U-V, because back then it was trendy to spell it that way. But in it are the lyrics uh, this. I'm not going to rap it or sing it like they did. But it, it, they, it, the words of the song were like this. Gave up his life so that we might live. How much more love could the Son of God give? Here is the example that we ought to be matching because love is a word that requires some action. Uh, John put it a little bit differently as we read 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. He said it this way. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? It goes on to say this, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Let us show the truth by our actions. God is love. And he showed us the extent of his love by acting on his love. Christ laid down his life. You know, love sacrifices. Love will put legs on our words. Love is not only a verb, but it is indeed a verb. And, and love is doing what's best for others, no matter what it costs us. It, it, uh, love is seeing a need and meeting it, 
love is often inconvenient and uh, uncomfortable to ourselves and it's been so encouraging as a as a church uh, in this past year that all the challenges that there's been in this past year that we've seen an abundance of of loving action from our church family it's been incredible people giving gifts to one another people encouraging one another with with cards and text messages uh, people sharing out of what they've had and making sacrifices along the way we are so blessed to have a church family that actually does this well that puts love in action uh, and our encourages in this let's keep loving with action let's keep learning from jesus example of laying our lives down for each other so my question the question is as we consider this is what can i do to share love with others this week what can we do this week even this week to share love with others third and final point is this aspiration so we've looked at attitudes actions also aspirations and the question that goes alongside that is how can i motivate others to acts of love how can i motivate others to acts of love now when i was a kid uh, my ambition believe it or not was to become a stuntman uh, yes a stuntman uh, inspired by the program the fall guy anyone remember that the fall guy where lee majors played a hollywood stuntman i uh, loved the adventures he got into I quickly gave up on that idea though after jumping off the tall slide that we had in our garden and ended up uh, injuring myself. Um, may- maybe we've all had aspirations of doing something and it's not happened, uh, but aspirations and ambition can be good, but it can be great, especially in the context of scripture. And there's lots of scriptures that we read about encouraging us to encourage others. Uh, as we read earlier from 1 John 4:11, John put this, dear friends, since we love God, uh, that much we surely ought to love each other he was motivating encouraging uh, aspiration in others and again and again he talked about experiencing god's love yes but also making it our goal our ambition our aspiration to love one another he didn't just say oh maybe you want to consider this or uh, think about loving one another it's just an optional bolt onto faith he didn't say any of those things he speaks from the command to love that we ought to love one another and whatever your aspirations are in life as christians let's work on these goals let's uh, that we find in scripture hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 says let us think of ways to motivate uh, one another to acts of love and good works uh, thessalonians 1 thessalonians 4 says aspire to lead a quiet life to mind your own business and to work with your own hands this this talk of aspirations godly aspirations and as we read earlier in philippians chapter 2 verses 3 to 4 paul wrote this do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves let each of you not only look to your own interests your own ambitions your own aspirations but also to the interests of others other people's aspirations let's motivate one another let's lift others up let's get creative in thinking of ways to love let's have an aspiration to look out for others out of love uh, to encourage and equip equip others to do well uh, john piper great pastor and teacher uh, to quote him he said the aim of our lives is not just loving and doing good deeds but helping to stir up others to love and to good deeds to help others to stir up to love and good deeds uh, let's consider again that question how can i motivate others to act 
of love. How can I motivate others to acts of love? Let's make that an aspiration of our lives to motivate one another in love. I'm gonna pop those questions back on the screen for us to think about uh, as we learn to love one another and maybe consider how we can apply those questions to our lives this week. Uh, and maybe in truth, uh, we've seen examples of, of not loving one another over the years. Maybe we've hurt people with our words and pulled down. Maybe other people have done the same to us that there's been unloving attitudes that, uh, that have crushed us and hurt us. Uh, maybe where attitudes and actions haven't been Christ-like. And I guess at times we all can let each other down. Uh, but, but I'm incredibly grateful for their, their, over the many years, people in the faith, other believers that have chose to love me and support me and encourage me when uh, it's probably not been easy to love me uh, and forgive me. And I'm, I'm thankful that we're in a church where there's so many good examples of love and what that means to look like, to love one another. It's invaluable. And we, we need one another but we also need to love one another. And we can do that as we've heard this morning through our attitudes and our actions and our aspirations. And you know what I believe as we do, that the impact is that the world around us will notice. Like Jesus said, it will prove to the world. Our love for one another will be, be a signpost to a saviour who demonstrated his life by laying his life, his demonstrated his love by laying his life down for us. Uh, this morning, let our love be a, a revolutionary contrast to what the world considers love is. We can do that by loving one another. Uh, let's learn to love lavishly, excessively, sacrificially, even supernaturally, as we open up our hearts to God and experience the love that he has for us, uh, so that there might be an overflow of his love in our life into the lives of others. I'm just going to pray before we close out this morning, but let's be challenged and encouraged in loving one another. Let's just pray together. Father God, we just thank you that as your word says, you love us as our heavenly father and us as your children, you love us lavishly and abundantly. I pray for anyone this morning that may be watching and not experience your love in this moment now that you would touch their hearts and reveal yourself to them through the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you that you set an example for us in loving one another as you served others, as you looked compassionately at others, Lord, as you sacrificially gave your life. I pray that we would learn from that example in the days ahead. Lord, would you, I just say thank you. Thank you for our wonderful, amazing church family. And Lord, I just pray in the days ahead, as we grow in love for you and, in, and for one another, that there be an overflow out of our times together to love the world around us and our community. Lord, I pray that our church will be transformed in a powerful way through our love for one another and for you. The honor and glory of your name, Jesus. Amen. Your love so great, Jesus in all things.